South Connection. It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for episode number 37 of the AEW Podcast. You know what that means. I am your co-host, Jordan Duncan, with me as always. He's actually been, I think, on more episodes. Of, oh, no, he missed one, too. So we're both, uh, this is our both of our 36th episodes, but it's the 37th episode total. Am I doing wait, it right? Is the math wait, right? Wait, I'm... I'm- I know I'm cutting you off uh, from that spectacular intro. <laughs> uh, I missed two. I oh, missed one in April and I missed one in September. Well, who did I have besides Steve as as my guest? You had host? Steve. You had Steve twice. Oh, the guest host so nice. I had him on twice, and then we did and the third he, time. And then he was the third time. He did the trifecta. So I think you're one ahead of me. Okay, I only remember you missing the one. That's weird. Okay. No, we. I, I missed one in the spring when I went to Orlando, and I missed one in the fall. Okay. Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. By the way, his name yeah, is so- Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, episode thirty-seven. So just like WrestleMania thirty-seven, is this the one where we have to socially distance? I listen. Most of my friends have socially distanced from me for a long time. So. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? When um, when it started, like, hey guys, um, you have to not hang out with anyone. I'm like, huh? Don't mind if I do. I'm like, I'm <laughs> never gonna get COVID. I've been prepared for this my whole life. <laughs> right. I mean, speaking of WrestleMania, you know, I mean, listen, we've heard all the rumors yeah. about the big names and, you know, the Royal Rumble just passed where they had 50,000 people at the Alamo Dome and they did were thinking, oh. the, did you see the revenue that they reported? It's like seven million. Yeah, it like shattered every Royal Rumble record ever. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I think they wound a lot of people up into either wanting to see the event or thinking that other people were going to be in the event. I don't I mean, I don't want to say that falsely advertised, um, but they you know, we've heard these rumors like, oh, Rock's going to wrestle Roman. Oh, Steve Austin's going to come back again. And oh, uh, John Cena is going to wrestle Austin Theory. And it sounds like it's like a no across the board. It sounds like all these big names are like, eh, you know. Um, I don't have time. I need, I don't, you know, the idea that The Rock needs time to get ready physically is hilarious. Yeah, right. But, like, um, but I do have to confess something. Um, we, I did get a major overture within the PTB, uh, network. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say it was a nice offer. It was very, it was very nice and it had a lot of good perks to it, but, Unfortunately, I will not be able to make the PTBN main event WrestleMania recap show. Unfortunately, I'm, I, I mean they 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 threw everything at me. They even were going to let me do a uh, a duet battle with Nate Milton for uh, "The Boy Is Mine" by Brandy and Monica, and that was really enticing because I think I've got the pipes to pull it off. But I had to say no. I I, I stayed where my heart was, and that was with uh, you know what that means. Hey, you know it's kind of weird. Is I I also had to uh, say no to a similar offer. I was offered to be on the Mania preview show, so I okay. think they wanted to sandwich it with the the you know what that means, guys. Uh, I was not offered the duet, but I was offered to be serenaded by Steve Willie. Uh, he was going <laughs> to sing "Beautiful Boy" by John Lennon to me. <laughs> Before you close your eyes. Oh, don't make me sing Brandy. <laughs> that boy is mine. <laughs> Not yours, but mine. <laughs> uh, you know, to borrow a bit from main event, though, they always do, like, jersey numbers. We're episode 37, mm-hmm. and as I was looking at that, that's not a number that, like, shoots out to me as, like, a favorite. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. The the Seahawks player? The 
Yes. Back? Okay. There's another one? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, for you, like, I was expecting you to go NBA with it, you know? Ron like, Artest. Ron Artest wore 37 when he's with the Lakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he ended up being like 98 or 89 or something. Yeah, he, 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 met, he met a world piece. Yeah, he, like, yeah. did... He did a. I mean, his original number was fifteen. Yep. You know, he wore that all the time. Then he went to twenty three. Then he did this. Then he did that. It was. He was always playing around with his number. But yeah, it's not. It's not the most popular number in the world for sure. Well, this is the Ron Artest episode. So uh, it's the. Right. <laughs> it's gonna get really thrown. <laughs> punches are gonna get thrown. It's gonna get really zany. But we're gonna win something at the end. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, for if you're a first time listener, first of all, thanks for checking us out. Uh, we Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, take a listen to all the other podcasts here on the North-South Connection Network. Uh, there's all kinds of pay-per-view recaps, a lot of WWE like retro stuff. Uh, Justin and Chad do Wrestling Warzone, which is like, uh, they go back during the Attitude Era and review Nitros and Raws from, the, from that time, and then the pay-per-views as well. It's kind of fun to like hear their perspectives and stuff like that. I think, lot, Jake, lot I think, uh, I think Jake Williams is doing one um, involving, ooh, it's a very specific angle. Um, he did one about the Dangerous Alliance for a while, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But then he did, then there's another one. It may be the invasion. Is I it, might be wrong is it the, the Legion of Doom finding Rocco? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they have a real segment to like blow that off? I don't remember. I, I was at my friend Ryan's house. And I, he, he was shocked when he told me, he showed me the, the, the event that I had never seen this Tuesday in Texas. Oh, okay. I, and it has the only, I, I didn't even realize that Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Jake Roberts wrestled in that match. Yeah, so you know? this was a, that was a show, like, as a kid, I was all in on wrestling, obviously. But what was cool was my dad was a big wrestling fan, too. So I got a lot of the pay-per-views as a kid. Like, you'll hear a lot of people talk about how they had to do the scramble vision and stuff. It was yes. not a hard sell for me to be like, Dad, can we get... SummerSlam or something, he'd be like, yeah, of course, because he'd want to watch it too. But this right. Tuesday in Texas, I remember going to bat for that one, and he kind of put his uh, foot down on that one. For one thing, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not doing an extra 20 or 20, yeah, 30. Yeah. And yeah. I, it was a Tuesday. I Probably during the school year would be my guess, because it was mm -hmm. after like Survivor Series. So I mean, Jack, Jack Tunney, worst authority figure ever. <laughs> Uh, Mike Adamley is probably, probably high up there, too. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I remember this Tuesday in Texas was, like, the show that escaped me as my childhood. And so, like, when I got into tape trading and stuff, like, in my, like, late Oh, teens, my God, Jordan, you yeah. missed a classic. It was Bret Hart versus Skinner. Skinner, baby. <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> oh, who's, what was that, Steve Kern? Yep, yeah, Steve yep. Kern. <laughs> yeah, he, was you he missed the original doink or the second doink? I, I think he was the second. The original was Matt Bourne, Matt Bourne right? Yeah. yeah yes. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, but, um, yeah, I didn't miss. I, I'll just say this. I'm glad I got it off my wrestling watching bucket list, but yeah. you didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up, like, my whole thing when I got into, like, I was, like, heavy into tape trading back in, like, 99 or so, like, Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I made it a mission. I wanted to get every old pay-per-view, and I included, like, Clash of the Champions and stuff. And I got just about all of them. There's a couple Clash of the Champions that I never got on tape. Right. Uh, but, man, I used to have a pretty extensive VHS library. And now I mean, we can just uh, watch I, it all on the listen, network. But... I still have Peacock. Do you have Peacock? Yeah, yeah. that's why I watch I the mean, Rumble. I, yeah. I love turning on the network. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not unabashed about it. Like, I, I really enjoy being able to watch... The greatest stuff that I can remember from NWA, WCW, ECW, the WWF. There's great stuff there. Just because I'm subscribed to Peacock for the sake of having WWE Network doesn't mean, oh, you're still a mark for WWE. It's like, no, I like having that archive 
in the back of you know in in my back pocket you know right. and but the thing is too like you start to wonder and i mean this is a big picture thing we don't have to delve too much into it like i start to wonder when they when they get when new ownership might come in because a sale is clearly like on the yeah, fringe of being kind of <laughs> yeah the, the big man the big man has been is in the office yeah. he's doing nine to five i heard though <laughs> Not what, nine, uh, to five, nine to five, not, nine point five million in payouts. <laughs> but um, so supposedly something's going down, and yeah. uh, I and I did listen to Nick Khan's uh, little, I guess you could call it a shoot interview with Bill Simmons. Yeah, the only like to it. Yep. the only thing I found about that that was kind of like, I mean, first of all, the I, the fact that Nick Khan is a hypocrite is not shocking, but. The thing is, like, there was one part where he was like, I don't really worry too much about AEW, and he kept calling Tony Khan a kid. Yeah. It's like, you know, I I like, I ha I have tremendous respect for Saheed, but, you know, his kid seems nice, and I like his kid. And, like, yeah. trying to, like, you know, backwards, sla like, uh, backhanded slap him, and, um, or backhanded compliment. But he also, but he was saying, like, I don't really care about AEW or what they do. And Bill Simmons comes in, and he goes, you stole Cody Rhodes from him. Yeah. And he goes, huh, what you think of that? And I'm like, oh, okay, you're you're just a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, like AEW is in the back of their heads right. of like of all, all of this, all of these things that are going on. What I've always you know? thought is a weird thing about like the backhanded compliments is if the tides turn somehow and AEW like takes like the ratings war, now you've basically called this guy a, a little kid and you've lost to him. So it's like. I feel like you should always talk up your competitors. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. the off chance that they beat you. You know, you can say, "Well, I lost to somebody good." Rather than you talk down about them and belittle them, and then you lose to them. Yeah, it's just yeah. like in a wrestling angle. Like I remember when Triple H was feuding with John Cena, and the the narrative was, "You can't wrestle." Yeah, I'm gonna beat you easily. Well, John Cena beats him. So does that mean Triple H can't wrestle? <laughs> right, exactly. Like it's it's like you owned yourself. So right. yeah, I ag I agree with what you're saying there. In terms of the ratings, WWE's actually had. I mean, this clotheslines and headlines. will talk about this, but like they're doing really well coming into the Royal Rumble and off of the Royal Rumble. They had an anniversary show for Raw, like a 30 year anniversary show. Yeah. Dynamite's doing okay too. F football's like, done for them on Mondays too. Yeah, football's out of the way. Um, you know, they got one promotion leading up to their biggest show. AEW is leading up to Revolution, but they've got they've had like like ratings go into like one million nine hundred sixty five. Like the the uh, the demos are about the same, like point threes and point fours. But in general, they're they're doing pretty well for themselves. And I I mean I don't feel like things are trending downward, which was the way it felt like for both companies. In the uh, in the fall of last year. Yeah, I mean, just peek behind the curtain before we actually came on the air. You and I were both saying like, I, I feel like get on and talk about AEW TV is easy. Like the TV's been a breeze. Even Rampage mm -hmm. has been pretty good. <clears throat> the matches are excellent and stuff. But like we're coming out of this stretch of like months, uh, going back to even before All Out, where it was like one major story after another, like bombshell after bombshell after bombshell, and now it's like. There's no bombshells. It's just the TV now, and it's kind of like, huh? What are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's like watching your car, and it's like it's like when a car is running really well. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, okay. Well, there's no problems with it, so I don't have to worry about it. I could just leave it in the garage. Right. Like, right. It's almost exactly. Like, it's almost like you're waiting for the problem. Right. You like, know. 
Like, I mean, all we really have left to talk about now is the AEW television product, which I don't mind doing. I, I think it means we'll have. I know, episodes, boring. But, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I will say, I was just looking at like the key matches that I saw. Like, they are spreading the wealth. Like, I think yeah. Ramp had good stuff. Um, they had an out-of-nowhere match between um, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. The reason that happened is because they got a... they Tony Khan, behind the scenes, was trying to push to get the Briscoes. And yes, it confirmed what we heard, that the Briscoes were basically banned from being on Dynamite by Warner, Time Warner Discovery, which a lot of people had heard, but Tony never confirmed. Well, this confirmed it because he had to push really hard to get Mark Briscoe to wrestle on Dynamite, and he did to, as a tribute to Jay, who passed away in that car accident, which we discussed on the last show. Yep. And they had a really nice match. Dude, Jay Lethal, first of all, he wrestled two matches that night. Yeah, because Rampy... Like he is openly crying before the bell rings, and it's so so sad. Went out there, kept his composure, had a very good match against yeah, Mark Bristol. Yep, really. You good. know, and uh, so that was a good one on 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 Dynamite that just kind of like fell in our lap. You know, Brian Brian Danielson versus Bandito. They had some kind of good match. I heard about um, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Billy Starks. This young young lady from, who's like 18 years old yeah. on Dark they had a really nice match like out of nowhere so I feel like they're kind of spreading the wealth no I agree uh, to talk about the Mark Briscoe thing I want to read a tweet that I saw that was really funny uh, that I think sums up pro wrestling this is a, I don't even know who this person is but they wrote pro wrestlers really are a different breed because where else are you going to get a guy elbow dropping another guy through a table from 7 feet in the air in his brother's memory while commentary goes it's what he would have wanted and yeah I can believe it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the the sofa commercials uh, with the Briscoes? Uh, I saw the hot tub one. Did you see that? That's one? the one. That yeah. one. Yes, oh, those are good. They're, yeah. they're like those. They're like those local yokel like yeah. chicken store uh, used car lot commercials yeah. that you see. And they were in some in um I, I guess it was Connecticut, Rhode Island. Where 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 Delaware. would it? Delaware's where they live. Delaware. Delaware. Sorry. Yeah, that's where the accident took place, and uh, they're they're dumb, but they're funny. Yeah, you know, it's I mean old, it's... but you should track down the Briscoes doing weather uh, on their local news. Oh uh, God, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still don't have fallout from what they're going to do with the tag team titles. I don't think people care at this point yet. Yeah, no Ring of Honor is coming up with a show, Supercard of Honor, in I think right around the time WrestleMania it's after but Revolution. Probably wrestling yeah, so it's like months. It's a good two months away. They'll have time to figure that out. They might just retire them. I don't know. Right. But um, you could retire them and just do trios belts. You could. Yeah, they. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. You know, like it. You know, they could do a lot of different things. Um, they have a six man title already. Um, right. But the th the thing is, uh, I like. I don't think everyone is like over the tragedy yet. You know, if because I don't know if. The kids are out of the woods yet. The one thing that I did see, they did have a tribute show. The reason why not everybody saw the tribute show for Jay Briscoe is because it's on the Ring of Honor video channel, not the AEW video yeah. channel. And you I believe search you that don't have out. to have a membership to watch that. I believe they made it free for anyone Correct. to watch. You just have to it's about three website. hours because it has clip matches. Not clip matches, but like the full matches of Jay versus Adam Cole from 2014, brutal street fight kind of thing. Um, Jay Briscoe versus Chris Daniels from 2016, and like a kind of a standard match. And then um, the, I remember this one; it was a it was awesome. It was a 2006 at the end of uh, 
at the, the end of the year show, Final Battle, and it was the Briscoe Brothers versus uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero, who were called the Kings of oh, Wrestling. Kings of Wrestling, yeah. It is so good. It is so good. Like, it was like, it was when Claudio had hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, long ago this one, uh, but like... Interesting choices, like... Uh, Obviously, it left out like WWE guys because when I think Briscoe's one of the first matches I think of is um, they had a tag match with Steen and uh, El Generico, I believe it is. Yes. Um, so interesting that they left those out. Maybe I don't know if that was intentional. Uh, it has to be intentional. I don't know if that was intentional on on which, which end. You know what I mean? Right. Like I mean, the matches that they had, like Claudio and Chris Daniels, Athena and Madison Rain, like Ring of Honor people, yeah. Wheeler Uta. Versus um, a, a Japanese wrestler who we've seen before in AEW named Hagani Shino. Um, Marina Shafir oh, wrestled. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Juice Robinson. The testimonials, like we always see these with these tribute shows, the testimonials are tough to watch. And the one that Samoa Joe did was a heartbreaker. Like, calling him his brother. I mean, openly weeping. Like, just sad stuff. Wow. I mean, Austin Gunn even told a story about how he helped do butterfly stitches on his back. Oh wow! You know, at the end, after a show, when he was like a young boy at Ring of Honor, when he just started there, so like there was some really neat stories that came out of it. I mean, he touched a lot of people's lives. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are. I mean, listen, people in Ring of Honor or people in WWE, people in GCW, people in AEW. A lot of them came from Ring of Honor. And oh, if they yeah. didn't come from Ring of Honor, they bounced around. They met the Briscoes at some point in their careers yeah. because they wrestled everyone. I mean, Ring of Honor. <laughs> Debuted in two thousand two, I think. Two. So, it was Rob Feinstein. It yeah, was because really? I mean, didn't have shoot, um, they didn't have ECW to promote anymore because it was right. dead. Right. So they needed something. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there was for, there was a long time where Ring of Honor was. I mean, I guess Impact because it was on national TV, but Ring of Honor was really like the number two company behind WWE. You know, um, interesting. Like just how long of a legacy they've had. And, like any main guy outside of WWE originals, really, like like a Brock Lesnar or somebody, you could kind of do like the Kevin Bacon game and get to back to the Briscoes pretty quickly with just about everyone now. Pretty much. Like, it wouldn't be hard. But, I mean, in terms of the wrestling, like, you know, I know that some people have that afterglow for the Royal Rumble, and that's totally fine. Like, I watched the Royal Rumble. Did you watch the Royal Rumble? I did. I actually watched the whole show. That's the first entire what? WWE pay-per-view I've watched <laughs> in years, man. Years. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. The one in St. Louis, the infamous Shane McMahon booked one, um, I fell asleep. I yeah. fell asleep during the Men's Royal Rumble. It was a bore. This one started with the Men's Rumble. Yeah, which, which I thought was odd. I, I tuned in uh, on the, the buzz of the Sami Zayn bloodline angle. Like... It's a mm-hmm. hot. Listen, we're not a WWE podcast. We don't delve too much into it, but I think it, I think it's safe to say it's the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. Is the blood yeah, line like Sami Zayn's on that Daniel Bryan 2014 yep. trajectory. Yep. And so I tuned in. Yes. I'm like, man, I want to I want to see this happen. I want to see him turn or get turned on or something. And it mm-hmm. did happen. You know, he smacks Roman in the back of the chair. Uh, Great moment. Big yeah. pop. Yep. And then Jay Uso, which I thought was a pretty interesting wrinkle. Jay Uso kind of leaves, has a conflict, you know. Uh, Almost in shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Sammy gets beat down. Uh, my my takeaway from it was it was really, really, really well done. I don't think that's an uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, but as somebody who doesn't watch WWE all that much, it left me saying, man, I want to see Sami Zayn kill Roman Reigns. And uh, that's going to be Cody Rhodes' job, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. The guy who couldn't win the AEW champion? No, I'm joking. Yeah. Listen, if Cody Rose wanted to win the AEW title, he could have made it happen. Like, oh, yeah. trust me. 
Like, he was the vice president of the company. Like, I'm pretty sure he could have booked himself into that position. But, like, it, listen, did Cody make a good decision at the end of the day for his popularity? Of course he did. Yeah. Just the same way that John Moxley made a tremendous decision leaving being Dean Ambrose right. in 2019. Yep. You know, so like, there's it. it just, sometimes you need a change of scenery. Sometimes, if you prove yourself um, elsewhere, and then they bring you back in, you're a hotter prospect than you were before. And Cody, just timing was perfect for him. I'm not saying he's definitely going to beat Roman Reigns. I mean, there's a good chance he won't. But like, that's looks like the setup for WrestleMania, unless they throw a wrinkle in it and. You know, that, I mean, or, the, like, Steve Austin just says, okay, I'll do the match, and then Steve Austin's in the main event. Like, it's a two-night show, so you don't know what they're really going to do. Right. Um, I will say this. I was looking at the YouTube views for AEW. The Mark Briscoe paying tribute one was the highest. It was right under a million views. Okay. So I was kind of curious. I was like, hmm, where's the Sammy one at right now? The Sammy turning on Roman video is at 2.2 million views on YouTube. So clearly it hit the Zeitgeist in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, it's. I mean, it's. It's really, really well done. It reminds me. I know the comparisons obviously go to Daniel Bryan, but it even reminds me of like all the way back to like Virgil and Ted DiBiase. You know what I mean? Or Triple H and Batista yeah. in a small way. Yeah, like, but like, it, it was kind of cool to see. And I like. In the moment, I was like, oh, man, that they beat him down. But like having a few days to reflect, I kind of like that he made the choice, didn't defend himself, and then he got beat down too. Like. Yeah, I, it's weird because obviously that's not their plans for Mania, but I feel like you got to have Sami Zayn take on Roman Reigns. I, I think the big picture thing we can talk about and pivot to AEW yeah. is that a lot of people would say that this is sort of customary of the WWE versus AEW um, dilemma. Because some people would say, well, the WWE at its best, which is like the Sammy Roman story, is that they're better at telling the story and fleshing out like the dialogue and sort of like the dramatics of it and stretching things versus... I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying this is like what the fan... This is the fan think. That... WWE's better at telling stories, and that's what they do best when they execute it well. And AEW is good at the wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, and some people think that for some fans, wrestling is good enough. For me, I've always said, it's always been about the matches. The matches tell the story for me. Yeah. For some, for WWE fans, sometimes the matches ain't it. Sometimes it's about the Sami Zayn bloodline stuff, or Cody Rhodes uh, honor, trying to win the title that his dad never won kind of stuff. They like the story. Do you feel that way, really, about WWE? Like, when they click on all cylinders, it's about the story, and for AEW, when they click on all cylinders, it's about the wrestling? Um... <sighs> Yes and no. I think broad answer, yes. Like, when I think of, like, okay, what are the greatest WWE moments? Like, my, I go to Macho Man and Liz reuniting, uh, the Mega Powers exploding, you know. Um, so, yeah, I do think of story moments for WWE. Although they do have a lot of really, really, really great matches in their history. And same thing of with AEW. Like, yeah, I think it's the great, great matches. But AEW is no slouch in storytelling. I mean... Like, the CM Punk MJF stuff was just not even a year ago, and that was a masterclass in story, I think. It was very well built, you know? yes. Uh, so I, I do think that's a fair analysis, but I would say that both companies are also good at the other company's strength when I, they want to be. I guess, I guess my counter is that AEW builds their stories within the framework of a wrestling match. Now, yes. they do things outside of wrestling, like the acclaimed is almost entirely non-wrestling segments, and right. it's fun and entertaining, and they're still hot. Um, 
Uh, they're kind of like doing something with the guns, even though that I thought that family meeting segment with the moderator was so dumb. Um, yep, that was a rare like, miss for. Uh, it was like it looked like a porno, but uh, <laughs> it was just. I, by the way, I got the name of the mediator. Her name is Tiffany. Let me look at it up. Uh, I'm, I got caught off guard, but I can look at it for you. Tiffy Nieves. Uh, she works for. She wrestles at Impact sometimes. Oh, okay. but that, that was the uh, that was the mediator. So they even open they even opened the forbidden door for mediators, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Who's that? Who's that lady that all that uh, Tony always name drops when he does his press conference? Is the legal person? Oh, who, like, yeah, I forget her. I know who you're talking about. I can't think. Of There's the name. a female, and she's basically the head of AEW legal. You know, and every time they need a, a contract done, they're like, I, I have to get with her. Yeah. You know, but the thing is that, um, like. They do like those non-wrestling segments, and they do them well for the most part. But I, I feel like that at the end of the day, I think you've said this before. At the end of the day, one has to punch the other in the face. Yep. And I think that's what I think that's what AEW always tries to focus on for the most part for all the stories. Is like, how is this going to end in the ring? Right. Whereas with WWE, I don't think that's their concern. Well, and you know, last thing I'll say in WWE, then we'll switch over because. Uh, I, I just assume that our fan base. First of all, I assume we have a fan base. <laughs> Maybe that's a lofty I heard, assumption. I heard we do, but if you, everyone, everybody, listen, if you are a fan, uh, make sure to write something to us. Yeah. <laughs> make sure we know you exist. Yeah. So there, there's a website <laughs> called OnlyFans. We might have an OnlyFan. We only have one. <laughs> it's Chad Campbell. Yeah. Right. But um, a good comparison to WWE in terms of they don't build to somebody punching in the face is as great as that Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn stuff was, uh, what the crap is this Bray Wyatt turd sandwich? like? The, oh, the Mountain Dew pitch black match? Oh my gosh, it's all this hype and all these videos and all this stuff and then it's like, and then they wrestle in blacklight. <laughs> so Did you see bad, for, here, there was an even dumber one that nobody like really talked about because it was like a Lincoln, you miss a thing. They had an entire spot in the Royal Rumble with Zia Lee and Zelina Vega, sponsored by Street Fighter. Okay, I, it, it was officially sponsored by Street Fighter. Is that true? Yes, because I, I saw Zelina Vega as a character. So they sponsored a spot. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Karate Fighters sponsored a spot in the late nineties? <laughs> Steve like, Blackman would have finally got a title. It would have been Hakushi versus Steve Blackman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, first of all, uh, knowing the knowing that it's called Pitch Black, they should have had the special enforcer be Vin Diesel. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the other one is Cody Rhodes in the press conference drinking, drinking it, and he one. has this dumb look on his face, like it's fantastic. Do you drink Mountain Dew? <laughs> Are you a Mountain Dew guy? Uh, no, I, I don't really like Mountain Dew. So I like our friend, Pepsi. Our friend Coke. Steve Willie's a big Mountain Dew fan, and he is a connoisseur because Mountain Dew has all these different flavors. Mm -hmm. I think Mountain Dew's various flavors are usually pretty gross. Um, okay. The regular straight-up Mountain Dew I'll drink, but, like, every other Mountain Dew that I've ever tried, I've kind of, like, given a thumbs down to. Even, and this will get me in some, some heat if there's, you know... Uh, I don't like the Baja Blast from Taco Bell either. Like, which is a I I don't I, I no no I'll, I'll pass on that. I'll yeah. take a smoothie. Yeah. So anyways, I'll pay, that's just I'll, my... pay, I'll pay for it 
If I drink a smoothie, I'll pay for it later. That's my but... Mountain Dew <laughs> rant of the day. Is uh, stick to regular, any other flavor. Like with other pops, like I drink Coke, but I'll drink cherry Coke, vanilla should, Coke. Should they stick to a regular match then instead of a Mountain Dew pitch black match? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Next month is the Mountain Dew Code Red match, and then and then at WrestleMania. It's well, the not Baja not only blast. that, like. Oh my god, like, first, by the way, first of all, I do have to say this, because I made a joke about it while I was watching it live, like, um, there's a moment where Kevin Owens is, um, in that last segment, that awesome, magnificent last segment, where, uh, Kevin Owens is, uh, he's already lost to Roman, but he gets, uh, handcuffed by both arms, and he gets super kicked by the Usos a million times. How many fucking times, Jordan, do we hear when the Young Bucks start doing (laughs) Too many super kicks, too many super kicks, nobody in WWE does that many super kicks. I'm right. like, oh, really? Because I literally just saw the Usos do, like, seven super kicks. I think I counted oh. ten. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then they super kicked okay. Sami Zayn, too. <laughs> like, that's my tit for tat for that one. Um, the other one is that when we talk about people missing spots, oh, my God. Like, the dude, like, Uncle Howdy, like, completely missed L.A. Knight on the spot. Like, yeah. completely missed him. Like, <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, come on, guys. Like... If we're going to talk about botched spots on big shows, don't be telling me that, oh, well, you couldn't see it because it was a pitch black match. I'm like, it's a, <laughs> you can clearly see LA Knight is like five feet away from him when he lands on the platform. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's... Give me a break, man. This is how you use Bray Wyatt? You brought him back in October, and then three months later he has his first match, and you give him this clusterfuck of a shit fest? Ugh. It's like Come a... on, I sums up wrestling's highs and lows in one night. Like, the stuff that you're embarrassed to have... Like, if someone walked in on me watching the Mountain Dew pitch black match, I would feel <laughs> embarrassed and shame. Whereas if they saw me watching the other stuff, I'd be like, no, this is this is cinema. And, it, and let's be fair, AEW has those moments, too, where, like... Oh, yeah, if I, like... If the, I was, listen, if my mom walked in and, like... Turned into the Swir- Swir- Strickland is, like, breaking Billy Gunn's daddy ass's fingers in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a, like, in a dark, gloomy hallway, I'm like... Yeah, I know, it's dumb, <laughs> you know, but I feel like the, the AEW product's been steady, you know, and steady yes. steady as it goes, and sometimes that's good. For us rapid speculators like you and me, we we are, like, itching for, for content here, buddy. <laughs> Will somebody please punch somebody else backstage, please? Yes, we need a fight. We yep. need a couple of people who are jealous. Did you hear Ricky Starks was there to support Cody Rhodes on camera? I did, yeah. Yep. I mean, so, yeah, he was doing, like, a walkout kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. Where was QT Marshall? Listen, you can take QT Marshall. That's <laughs> fine by me. I would I would love to hear a story that QT Marshall punched somebody and got released. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not abnormal. Like, um, Britt Baker was shown on camera when Adam Cole took a huge spot, I think, in uh, – um, I think the War Games match, like, uh, one time, and, uh... Oh, yeah, I, back I'm, in NXT, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing others, but there there have been other situations where, like... I, actually, I did hear one. Dolph Ziggler goes, went to the AEW show in L.A. Oh, like, okay. Things like this happen, you know? The, I just hope it doesn't happen, like, do you remember the Highlanders incident in TNA? Yes. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Like... For those who don't know, there was a tag team in WWE the in the Highlanders called the Highlanders, and one of them was in the uh, Impact Zone, and TNA decided to like say, "Hey, even WWE people are watching our show," and he was so ashamed, and he was released like a few months later. <laughs> 
which is the ultimate burn on TNA. Like, we will fire our employees if they go to your show. That's so bad. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of TNA talents who don't go away, what about Jeff Jarrett? He's still kicking around. Oh, he's, he's still good. Like, what is he's going good, on? Dude, let me tell you, I'm a tell, uh, they, they they batched a bunch of tapings in Orlando for Dark. Um, I like to actually not read the results because I like being genuinely surprised um, okay. when it comes on. I also um, enjoy Excalibur and Taz who still do those tapings, and their banner is hilarious. I think they're the best duo in wrestling. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. As announcers. Uh, but um, the thing is, uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal, I believe, they wrestle the boys. So oh, you might like Dalton Castle's that. boys? Yeah, so you might want to watch out for that one when it pops up okay. in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Listen, That'll man, be fun. I, I think it's... I think it's healthy for any fan to step back and take a self-analysis and say, am I too much of a fanboy? You know, like, mm-hmm. am I excusing too much stuff? And, like, the fact that I have been thoroughly enjoying Jeff Jarrett, like, I had a little crisis. I'm like, am I just an AEW, like, simp? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, am I, am I a mark? Right, yeah. right. And I don't think that's the case. I think he's just been used so well. Like, okay, perfect example is on Rampage, six-man tag, him, Lethal, and Satnam against the best friends. And it was right. totally fun. Just fun it stuff. It was like an 11-minute match, and yep. it served its purpose. And the person who, and it wasn't one of those ones where when the heels went over, I was like, why did they go over? It's right. not going to go anywhere. I was more like, damn it, they won again. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> like you know, um, we did get the absolutely hilarious image of Danhausen looking up at Satnam saying, <laughs> yeah. like Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was amazing. I loved it. And then uh, Dan Housen brought, like, a ukulele to the ring to combat Jarrett's uh, <laughs> yeah. guitar. Well, first, I have to say something. So they're still bannering about how they, they still have the Golden Globe that Paul Walter Hauser won yes. for a show called Blackbird. Listen, golden awards are, awards are awards, trophies are trophies. If you win one, you should be proud of it. I don't know how proud I would be of walking around with a Golden Globe award. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's the one where I'm like, eh, you probably should have aimed higher, like a Grammy or an Emmy. That's I, when I'm like, okay, I got one of these. <laughs> I do think that finish uh, where they hit Danhausen with the Golden Globe was a little lame, but you know. Yes. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest. Wasn't, that uh, was the most recent uh, AEW episode that uh, we've seen on air. As always, perfect timing. We have what we call a dark dynamite. We tape on a Tuesday, drop on a Friday, so there will be a dynamite. We have pretty much the whole card. Uh, you want to wildly speculate as who we think is going to win and see how wrong we are by the time the episode comes out? <laughs> uh, I, I would highly doubt that Brian Danielson will lose to the uh, Timothy, Thatcher. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, who is kind of in the same role as like what W. Morrissey was when um, when he wrestled uh, Wardlow. Yeah, where it was like kind of a surprise. You want to hear a weird um, factoid about that one? That was going to be Karrion Cross. Karrion oh, Cross really? was going to be in that W. Morrissey spot, but he didn't want to just do a one-off. So so he turned it down. That's actually true. Listen, I remember when he got brought back uh, under the Triple H regime and people were going nuts. And then I watched the Royal Rumble and that dude is going nowhere. He is so over, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> over the top I, rope. <laughs> I, yeah, it, like, yeah, his heat is dead. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, Danielson will be Thatcher. That is one that is clearly catered to uh, a hardcore wrestling. wrestling fan community. Uh, Timothy Thatcher is a big name amongst the Graps type guys. Yeah, he was in WWE NXT. There is an infamous, I wouldn't say infamous, probably legitimately good, where it was a fight pit 
and it was between him and Matt Riddle, and Kurt Angle was the referee. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Stu Hart's dungeon, where they yeah. just fight in, like a pit. And yeah. it, and that was the one where I think Timothy Thatcher lost like his teeth. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah, so I think this is part of the story where Danielson can't lose. Um, he's got a, 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 a bad arm now, so I expect Thatcher is just going to tear his arm to bits. Uh, yeah, he um so he beats Bandito and spoiler alert, the match was great. Yeah. Uh and then um and then in the next labor or match that he had to win, he uh beat Brian Cage yep. with a roll up. Good match, not great, but the post match was the better bigger story like you were talking about where they kinda like yeah. messed up his arm with, with the, the chair. chair and stuff, yeah, MJF yep. and Cage. And then Takeshita made the save there too. Yeah. So Takeshita is still kinda in this story with Danielson and MJF. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, and, and MJF even had a promo where he talked about Danielson, but then he isolated once more on Takeshita. I wonder if, if that's Takeshita... like a next program or like correct. A, yeah. I think maybe it's like a side feud when he's done. I don't want to say done with Danielson, like Danielson losing to MJF and at Revolution is a foregone conclusion. Right, but like that might be like a, but I a think progressive it is step. kind of yeah, a yeah. foregone conclusion. You know, to legitimize Takeshita because yeah. I mean, listen, does Takeshita need? legitimizing in your mind and mine no. no but for the casual AEW fan yes like you need to show him being able to beat people and he's actually wrestling this dark dynamite against brian cage yep which should be a win yeah um yeah, i i agree with that um and then a couple heavy hitters um yeah. jay cargill and the only reason this one would be considered quote unquote a heavy hitter is that if she wins this one against red velvet for the tbs title it will be her 50th win yeah so, and there is some story there, like off. Jade and Jade and Red Velvet. There's there's a storyline behind it. You know, they were the Shaq match. Yeah, it's not just a regular. Um, yeah, but and, and Red Velvet was also a baddie for a while. Turned her back, and you know, Red Velvet does nothing for me. I've spoken my piece about how bad I think she is. Right. But you know, um, it's kind of like putting a bow on that story. Yeah, the only baddie left, I think, is Kira, is not Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan left too. It's um, yeah. oh, Layla Gray. Yep. Layla Gray's the only one left. Yep. Stokely Hathaway's gone too. <laughs> I, I think that Willow needs to be the one to beat Jade. It's, it's just okay. Just what I think. I think Willow's uh, got what it takes. But yeah, uh, Jade wins this one. I'm not expecting a whole lot from it, but it is a and then uh, and then two match. major ones for title. Yeah. Well, not one's not for a title. It's but I'm the surprised big they're one. Do, they're going back to this to to Hangman and Moxie are facing off again. Uh, I wonder if it's. I wonder if there's something at play here. Yeah, so on one hand, you could say it's the rubber match because Mox won the first and then Hangman won the second. But I wonder if they're kind of ignoring the first one where Hangman got knocked loopy and now it's like 1-0 and then this one will set up a rubber match at the pay-per-view? I don't Yeah, I don't know. the other thing is that Moxley hasn't been on television since he lost that match to Hangman. Yep. Probably to take legitimately to take time off, but also because he's sort of like, you know, they're playing this kayfabe thing of like he got knocked out. Some time away. Also, Renee Paquette has been having these awkward promos backstage with Hangman, of, and they they do not shy away from the the, the real life fact that Renee is married to John Moxley, right. so that creates some uncomfortableness. Uh, and then Wheeler Yuta kind of came to Moxley's defense. That led to a match on Rampage that I thought was really really good between Hangman and Yuta. Uh, and now they're gonna do Hangman and Moxley here. I wonder if there's gonna be a schmoz here with a Revolution. So match. I think this could be the. I think this could be the full turn for Hangman, though, because okay. it's in Ohio, like, and that's, that's yeah, it's in Dayton. Dayton, which is not Mox's hometown, but close. I mean, Dayton is not far right. from Cincinnati, so Mox is going to be the clear babyface, I think, here. Um, 
So maybe Hangman just straight up cheats to win or really puts a hurt into him. But yeah, uh, I think we're advancing down Hangman's heel path for sure. Yeah, it feels like they're switching sides in certain portions. Yes. Like, um, it's, it's some of them are a little bit more subtle. I, I wouldn't call Hangman subtle. Uh, it feels pretty... Yeah, it's pretty like, over. let me tell you this. Yeah. When, mm-hmm, when Hangman wrestled Wheeler Yuta, Hangman was the heel. I could see it. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought, I thought Yuta... Listen, Yuta's always been great. He does... He's got the pure title. He's been able to do those longish matches for to defend it. But I feel like when Wheeler really gets to show his stuff of, is when he wrestles somebody who allows him to be physical, to do German suplexes, to really, like, make a comeback on him. That's when Yuta's at his best. Yeah. And that's kind of what he showed in that match. When it comes to, like... I mean, do you want to talk about the women's one, or do you just want to finish up the uh, the dynamite? Uh, yeah, we only got one more up. match. Let's hit that one, and then we'll go to the women's stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the main event is uh, Samoa Joe is getting a rematch for his TNT title in a no holds barred match against Darby Allen, which could be uh, wild. Uh, I don't um, expect Dar- Joe to win Darby, it back. Do Darby feels. Darby feels like a fish out of water in a no-holds-barred match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. um, I think Darby's going to keep it. Yeah. Like, I just don't see Joe winning it back that quickly. You know, Same. I think Darby's going to be holding this TNT title for a good while. Yeah. That's just my guess. I think Darby wins, and I think something happens to where we see the next challenger right away. You know, maybe like a Yes, I don't know who that is. And maybe that's maybe that'll be what leads up to Revolution. We just legitimately don't know who it is. Yeah. You know, Ricky Starks is still kind of hung up with Jericho and the JAS. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to trying to like just rack my brain of who they might be able to get to do that stuff, but it's really hard for me to figure out who the yeah, next I mean, lot. House of Black are still doing the, the crap with Eddie Kingston. Um, it could be Claudio. Yeah, possibly. You know, uh, he I, really it, hasn't been on main TV a whole lot. Um, he was on the, the not real. No, he actually he actually has been tagging with Yuta. You yeah, know, for the most part. Yeah, and he's been on the, he was on the Briscoe Memorial Show, but. Uh, it does seem like they've done a good job of kind of taking their Ring of Honor, quote, Ring of Honor guys, and kind of hiding them. <laughs> yeah, which is where they, I, I mean, no disrespect, that's where they, that's where the Ring of Honor needs to go yep. right now. Like, it just needs to go to the back burner. Yep. And and that's totally fine, and there's nothing disrespectful about it. It's just, we 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 went through this phase, no one cared, and now that we've, quote-unquote, forgotten about it as fans because it's not been shown to us, how much of an outcry is there, Jordan, to watch more Ring of Honor? Right. None. Exactly. So it's like, okay, problem solved. Let's just get on with our AEW because that's and what people like. We're, we've been saying, wow, the shows are good. Wow, the shows are good. Wow, the shows are good. Like, the Ring of Honor stink was affecting the show quality as well, you know? like It was. And I, I do think I do think they knew... I, th- I think they did realize that. Like, I do think they came to that mm-hmm. came to grips with I, that. I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So... So. Um, yeah, I'm kind of th- looking at the roster, looking at like results and stuff, and seeing who could challenge Darby Allen. And I don't. The only one that kind of comes off as a possibility is maybe like you have uh, Pack come back and face him. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I haven't. We haven't seen him. Well, I mean, they Since just they finished the, belts, the angle yeah. with the with the belts. You know, I think the elite are going somewhere with AR Fox and Top Flight. Yeah, and I'm all for it, man. <laughs> I think that's where it's headed because yeah, Top Flight's lost the tag match on TV, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tony Khan listens to the show because we talked about that exact 
scenario and yep. said that might be it's not the one people will think of first but that might be a really great fit well bing bang boom that's what looks like what's gonna happen yep. um also a weird story involving kenny omega like his visa ran out or his visa needed to be renewed so yeah. he almost had a situation where he all he didn't he was at risk of not being able to make the los angeles ladder match the seventh and final match that's wild. I wonder what they would have even done there. Like, do they do a three on two? Like, I think they just. Uh, I think they have to postpone it. I think they would have gotten Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of Kota Ibushi, I mean, do we want to go there right away? We can. We right. can. So let me bring it up. He's, right. he's in the American indie scene. Yeah, official. Our good friend Steve Willie sent me a link. <clears throat> Uh, from Post Wrestling, Kota Ibushi will be making his GCW Game Changer Wrestling debut uh, at the Collective Weekend, uh, which is so they have these side shows. So yeah. there's Josh. It's, it's uh, Bloodsport, Joey Janela, Spring Break. Yeah. yeah, WrestleMania Weekend, basically. Right. Um, why that's interesting for us is GCW is a place where a lot of AEW guys have been. Um, definitely something that Tony Khan allows his guys to be on. So if Kota Ibushi is now uh, wrestling for GCW, I think that opens the door for Kota Ibushi to come to AEW. I won't say that it happens, but it that door kind of creeps open, and he's got a some real links there. I mean, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega are the Golden Lovers. You know, they've yeah, they're they're very close. Yeah, uh, yes. they've got a really long story there. I mean, listen, I, I don't know how much you've seen of Kota Ibushi. But this dude is incredible. Like any company yes. should take him. It's kind of he shame. is. Yeah, the, the, the he is coming off a back apart. injury, yeah. so you do have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, and and he's been out of action with New Japan for quite some time. Um, I don't remember the story. I want to say it was something like his mother was sick, and he took time off to deal with her, and then it kind of led to some conflict with management. I I don't know. I don't follow it. Or no. Well yeah. But that's something but the thing, very interesting down the road. The thing for Coda is that he's first of all, he has he has casual followers. Like there are people that legitimately enjoy watching him who don't even watch wrestling that much. Yeah, you know, they, they, he just he has spectacular moves. He's smooth. He um, I think his he even people forget this. He was actually in WWE in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yep. So. I think people have all gotten a glimpse of him, and he's just—he's also pretty tall. Uh, he can do like German suplexes and all that kind of fun stuff. So he's able to have like a diversified offense. He's not just like a spot—a spot guy. But so he's able to do a lot. I'm not sure if he's even promoted yet to like who he's going to wrestle on those two events. I'm sure they'll. Here's the thing about GCW: it's such a ragtag roster, yeah. and I mean that in a good way. Where they can throw any random name out there, and they could probably have a good match because GCW is at a level on the independent scene with Brett Lauderdale where they could probably get anybody, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, outside of a WWE guy, they could get anyone out there. I, and I, someone who's there. good. Like, Effie is good, and some of yeah. the other guys Cardona's are good, like, too. Cardona's, a mainstay, and... Yeah. yeah, the rumor is he's back at, uh, in WWE, but he hasn't shown up yet. Chelsea Green did. Yeah, he's playing a Karen, whatever. But um, <laughs> but for for GCW, like, well, you know, I, I'm I'm excited, you know. But then again, GCW is sort of one of those like one event at a time scenarios. Is that something that Coda is like looking into, or is he going to be exclusive with them? Right. We don't really know yet. But 
like you said, it creeps the door open for him to be able to do something. Uh, and I think I think Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega either teaming up or facing each other in AEW, or maybe even Forbidden Door. That yeah. is one where you're like, okay, this is going to be nice. <laughs> It'd be kind of interesting if we get to Forbidden Door 2 and Kota Ibushi's there, but he's on the AEW side <laughs> at this point. Right, yeah, so then, then Kota Ibushi's got to wrestle somebody. and then, yeah. or, or then again, maybe they'll he'll not be allowed to wrestle on it. Cause right, like maybe they do know what they actually happened with Triple A um, with the Lucha Brothers. They wouldn't let them wrestle at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Yeah. Because they wild. had this ass with New Japan. Yep. It's very strange. You know. Yes. Um, I mean, they, they've got a working relationship with Noah with the Muda stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, as much as I think Kota Bushi would be a great addition and I think AEW would jump at it, I don't think that they would hesitate to leave him off a Forbidden Door card if it meant any sort of friction with New Japan, though. You know, that's just mm-hmm. me. so. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say this about Noah. So they had uh, they had uh, the eighty eighth farewell match for Muda, uh, where he teamed up with Sting. Uh, Darby Allen showed up and did a crazy spot because he's Darby Allen. Yeah. Did you notice one of the guys at the press conference called Darby his uh, Sting's young boy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. He said, "Is that your, one of the reporters asked him? Is that your young boy?" That is hilarious. Uh, Darby. That's awesome. I didn't see that. I heard the match was really good. I, I heard mm-hmm. it was really entertaining. It's Sting. Yeah, like, I know, right? Knows how, knows how to entertain the crowd. <laughs> um, sorry, I just got a text from a friend who he's never bought donuts before. Like, how are you an adult human being and you've never bought a donut? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get them for free. Yeah. I guess. Unless you're a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but no, they're they're kind of going in a lot of different directions. Like it looks like Swerve Strickland. Well, first of all, Dustin Rose just came back from the passing of his, you know. So you know, condolences to Cody and Dustin for that one and their sister. But Swerve is like doing a like like a mini feud with them because I guess Keith Lee is sort of waiting in the wings for his return so that he can face off with Swerve. Yeah. We're kind of in that weird a potential in revolution between match there. where we're yeah. not. Right, we're not sure where we're going yet because they have an entire month. You know, February is just kicking off to like get to where we need to get to. So we're kind of in that in between right now. But I do feel like once we're done with this dynamite and we get to the the one in Dayton, and then we get to the one in El Paso, Texas, which will have the last labor of Danielson uh, to, before he can challenge for that Iron Man match against MJF, the World Champion. That's when we're going to really know where Revolution's headed in terms of like feuds and yeah, matches right. and such. such you know. So let's let's wildly speculate, Andrew. What do you think the last labor is? Austin Aries. <laughs> uh, um, uh, legitimately. Um. So, like, uh, here's here's kind of how, how I've seen it. He's fought Brian Cage, so a big guy. He's fought Bandito mm-hmm. as a flyer. Timothy Thatcher's a wrestler. So there's a possibility of like a hardcore guy maybe. Uh, okay. Like, like a deathmatch style, which doesn't really do much for me with Brian Daniels. Don't say Nick. Don't say Nick Gage. <laughs> no. Do not say Nick Gage. Like, nope, it's time for Jimmy Havoc to come back. <laughs> well, we know who the easiest labor ever was. It was, it, was, um, it was Sean Spears when he wrestled CM Punk and he beat him in like half a minute. Yeah, right. I remember that one. They were, like, hyping it up the entire week, and it was, like, a total squash. Um, 
God. Do you think, here's the thing, I don't think it'll be like a surprise. I don't think it's going to be one of those, oh my God, I can't believe they got that guy. If they did, it would probably be Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I have a theory. I don't think it is, though. Yeah, my guess is that it'll be Claudio. Not that Claudio Mm -hmm. will turn, but MJF will make them wrestle each other. Okay. Because I don't think we've seen Claudio and Danielson since Claudio's been in the company, right? They've just been together. They they hooked up in that four-way for the Ring of Honor title yeah, we, here. That was it. Yeah. But I that think was that could it. be a nice little little twist from MJF. The only Especially other one buddy. I can the only other one I can think of is Daniel Garcia. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that they go that route necessarily. Uh, no, because Daniel Garcia is uh, too busy being shadowed to be a sports entertainer by Sammy yeah. Guevara. Yeah, which... <laughs> Uh, you know who needs to join that group is Action Andretti, and he needs to learn how to talk. But the guy's uh, pretty exciting in the ring, but, man, that guy does not cut a promo yet. Uh, no, him and Garcia had a good Rampage match, but, yeah, as uh, in terms of cutting promos, n- not for me. Yeah, not for I me. agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. It's probably smart to pair him up with Ricky Starks and let Ricky do all But all I do the like the intrigue of not knowing who the last opponent will be. Yeah. I do like that. I agree. I mean, I thought... I think the five labors of Jericho were probably better. Those were really fun, and obviously first time's better. Um, but I, I, I'm not a I'm not opposed to them. This being MJF's. Can, can I can I throw can I throw you? Well, no, there's no way because it would be sort of against the character and the way he's been portraying himself. But what if it was MJF? Mm. I don't think so because his whole the whole shtick of it is. You have to get through these people to get to me. Right, yeah. Like, why would you put yourself in front of it, you know? Right. I, I do think the, I do like the idea that he's fought different styles and trying to think about, like, a, a hardcore yeah, guy, like, but I don't like really Brian know who they Cage, have. Like, Brian Cage, they sort of painted the picture that he sort of had to, like, squirt his way out of it. You right. know, beat him with a roll-up, you know? Right, yeah. And then, like, just the styles, like the Bandito, and then Takeshita is like a strong style wrestler and Thatcher's a grappler so like you know my thought was like okay is there a deathmatch type guy but I don't really know who that would be you see I was gonna say I was gonna I'm afraid that the Thatcher Danielson match might bore the fans but then again wrestling fans are wrestling fans and if it's good they're gonna follow it right you know and I got a feeling it will be in general a very good technically sad yeah I mean you know and also a lot of hard hitting yeah we also know the story is going to be Danielson's arm, you know, and it's going to be all about mm-hmm. tearing his arm off his off of his body, you know. So yeah, um, and 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 then and then again, Danielson made another comment in that locker room promo talking about uh, the injury and all that, and how he'll he'll never quit and blah 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 about how he's wrestled like over an hour before. Right. Maybe he maybe they make him wrestle thirty minutes. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I have no idea what they're what the idea is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I trust It's gonna be have, good though. Yeah, I do trust that they have an idea. Like I, I think they know where they're going. Uh we just don't yet. So and we'll probably yeah. know by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably know who that opponent is. <laughs> but that that's the dynamite. There's nothing set for the rampage in Dayton and then I already mentioned El Paso. That's where they're gonna be going after that. Um so it like and and that's the last stop before they officially would say, okay, you've won all your matches, you get the title, you get the title shot against MJF in the one-hour Ironman match. You know now that gives you a one-hour block for one match out of a potential, I guess, four-hour pay-per-view. So that now you're going to have to figure out what are we going to do with the other three? Do we? How many matches can we really fit into these three hours? 
or can we just go four and a half and like go way overboard? We've seen that backfire on Tony Khan in the past too, where they go just go way too long. So it'll be interesting to see how they plan it out because they have to have an idea in mind of timing it out. Right, I agree. So, uh, what else can we talk about? Let's talk about the the women a little bit. Uh, Jamie Hayden okay. continues to be awesome. Uh, we mentioned it her briefly. match with Emmy Sakura yep. is so freaking good yep. on, uh, Rampage. on Rampage. So there's a good chance you didn't see it. Track it down. Uh, Rampage from this past Rampage, so January like 27th or something like that. Uh, main event of Rampage. Track that one down. Emmy Sakura held her own to hard hitting, and that hard hitting sums up Jamie Hader's run so far. That she just dude, they, they start I saw slow and they just yeah, they get good. I saw Emmy Sakura do a backdrop driver. I ain't seen that since Doctor Death. Yeah, right. Since Steve Williams <laughs> was around, man. Uh, really, really good match that you need to track down. And like Hater's title reign already is just so awesome. Like the the Hikaru I, I said match. this before, and I'm doubling down. They finally found the workhorse women's champion yep. they've been looking for. Yep. That's who, that's what Jamie Hater is. I I still you think... want a banger of a match, you get her. Yeah. I think overall, AEW's women's division doesn't hold a candle to WWE. Um, Agreed. But, person for person, I think Jamie Hayter's as good as anybody over in WWE right now. Uh, with the exception of, I mean, I guess maybe like the tippy top, like a Becky Lynch or something, but... I love I love Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. She won the Royal Rumble, too. Um, and... Um, and Bianca is just ridiculously athletic. But I, I think Jamie Hayter's hitting that point where, like, if you were to do, like, a dream card, like if Jamie Hayter were to show up on SmackDown Friday or something like that, you could believably put her in the in a match with those three ladies we mentioned, Bianca, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, and, like, it'd be she, – she'd hold her own and she'd do well, you know? Um, I agree. Which, I agree. Like, I, I she's just – all of her matches have been good. She had one also against – gosh – who was, it was a Karoshita. It was pretty good. Oh yeah, that was real good. Yeah, yeah. Where they just so kept kicking out of each other's moves and stuff. They, they, they just have. She's just had one good match after another, and she, she remembers she's got the three H's. Hater hits hard. Yep. <laughs> triple H, baby. The real Triple H. But um. But there's yeah, a bigger thing, thing going though, on in the women's division. Yeah. Andrew. Uh, so Soraya, Soraya, Syria, Soraya, maybe, whatever, Paige, <laughs> uh, is already a heel, man. She turned on Willow. Okay. And so First got... of all, did you feel like it was too quick? Um, I understand the thinking behind that, but I also feel like she was totally ineffective as a babyface already, so maybe try it. Before she start, like before the fans were actively booing her, turn her heel. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, because the fans are, as Daniel Bryan will always call, tell you, fickle. Like they they will immediately turn on anything if the the luster gets off of it. And we had already seen you know Paige wrestle in pay per views. We had already just Soraya. We had just seen her wrestle on Dynamite. So there was that idea of like, oh, we've seen this before. Uh, it was interesting, though, that not only did Soraya turn heel, Tony Storm turned heel, and it was sort of in the vein of almost like a um, mixture of re- reality and fiction of, oh, um, we are we came from somewhere else, but we are big stars and we make more money than you, so we know, so you should bow down to us, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Um, 
So, essentially, it's basically WWE ladies versus AEW ladies, uh, which weirdly has Ruby Soho on the AEW side. <laughs> Listen, remember, when the main event mafia was feuding with the TNA front line, I think, I think that the Dudleys were on the TNA front line. <laughs> Just remember that. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, it it could very well be that Ruby joins them sooner sooner rather than later it, too. It's know? fascinating because it is sort of a big a big idea type of an angle, mm-hmm. um, like outsiders versus the the homegrown um, act, and it it's tried and true. It worked in territories in the seventies and eighties. It worked in the NWO. I want to. I mean, listen. We don't have to talk too much about TNA. I thought that was their most successful angle. Yeah. I thought the main event Mafia versus the TNA Originals was a very good idea. Yeah. You know. Yep. And it was probably the only time that Sting as a heel actually worked. Yeah. Ever. I, like you know? the only time. Yeah. I mean, I, they never tried it in WWE. They have done it in AEW, but I know WCW. They t- tried it a couple times, and it just. Because if there's one thing fans do not like, regardless of who it is, it's entitlement. So that's the idea of like, oh, I'm better than you. Some people, some people like, you know, The Rock was able to be above that and still get cheered because, you know, the fans just adored him. And um, other people like that, where they just feel like they're better than everyone and they're, they're holier than now. But when you, when you try to frame that in a way of like uh, being snide and sort of like, like looking down on people, it's easy to get um, booze and it's easy to get like the fans to go against you. And this is clearly designed to go that way, right? You know, and it think, also depends on who you pit against them. I, I do think it's interesting they're doing it with the women's because I think we've we've talked about it on this show, like how that could be a potential angle in AEW, like with ex WWE guys versus AEW guys. Like we talked about that with right. Punk, Punk leading that group and stuff like that. And I think that's something a lot of fans kind of armchair book and so the fact that they're giving it to the women i think is is uh interesting maybe it's a litmus test to see if it can work with the men and bring right, men wait a minute story. so wait a minute so if this angle works you think that means we're gonna get ftr and cm punk versus the elite i mean <laughs> i don't want to guarantee it but i would bet my life on it andrew <laughs> <laughs> um the only part that i don't want to say worries because that's too strong of a word Dr. Brubaker, DMD's involvement, she's clearly an original, but I feel like she's being shoehorned. Like, I feel like they're just doing this of like, oh, well, she's been she's a homegrown talent, so we're going to wedge her into this role where Soraya and Tony are the heels, and she can be the baby face. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's the best fit for Britt Baker. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, like, I, she we, she already did a promo with Ruby So where they're kind of like, you know, we don't like each other, but maybe we're on the same side, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, clearly, it's going somewhere. Maybe it's going to turn into, like, some, like, multi-women match so that they can have a reason to book them off Revolution, um, just as a random guess. Um, and they can try to do, like, betrayals and big big returns and such and such where they like involve multiple female wrestlers i'm not listen we saw this with the alliance in the wwf that doesn't always work right like it gets too complicated it gets too messy um but i can see it in a short-term way i can see it or in a small bubble like this with the AEW women's division especially given the fact that jamie hato leading it has led to better matches i am for it because i am i'm of the mind of like if it's better than what you were doing before. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of like thinking of the roster as you're talking, like who they could pair where if they wanted to expand it. Like you could put Serena Deeb with Soraya and Tony Storm. She doesn't have to turn. She's already healed. And she has those WWE roots. Now she's gone on TV and basically bashed Vince McMahon, but she could also say like she's wrestled in the big leagues before, or something like that. You could easily align her if you need another heel there. Um, Madison Jade Rain, Cargill can be involved somehow. Yeah, has Madison Rain? Does she have any WWE run? I don't think I, so. If so, I don't know when it would have been. Right. To be quite honest, if so, it was OVW. Uh, oh, Athena! You could bring Athena, and she's doing nothing. I mean, I guess yeah. she's the Ring of well, Honor well, champ. What do you mean by nothing? She's the Ring of Honor Women's Champ. True. I'm sorry. How dare I? <laughs> I actually heard she got an injury in a tag match, but she should be. It's a short-term injury. She should okay. be back soon. Okay. So. Yeah, because I mean, um, she's, but, a heel, yeah, she, but she's another one that's a heel now. So why not? I mean, Nyla Rose in original for sure. She's already kind of turning face where she's not like seeing eye to eye with Vicky Guerrero anymore. So, yeah. um, Maria Shafir, I don't really care. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> Loser leaves town match Marina Shafir against herself. <laughs> no, no, I will say this. I mean, it doesn't matter to any of this. I saw Roderick Strong on the live stream for Jay Briscoe's funeral. Yeah, he was doing uh, a Ted Bell salute with uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I mean, a lot of Ring of Honor favorites there. Um, but, but yeah, I just said that because Roderick Strong is married to Marina Shafir. Yeah. Or they're together. Um, but, um, yeah, like, in terms of other women, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of some of the female talent, too, like Sky Blue original. Like, there's a lot of originals because they took pride in the fact that they didn't have outsiders. Um, right. But then again, Ty Mello was in NXT. Like, we, a lot of these women, they all started somewhere else. So right. you can always kind of have those loose ties and then just try to tell a story that might fit the narrative. I just... I just hope it doesn't get too complicated, and they just kind of leave it to like very basic people, where it's like they don't over-involve it. Um, but it's just interesting because they're flipping the role; they're doing a role reversal where Soraya and Tony Storm are like the bad chicks. Um, I just wonder if I just wonder for Tony because I feel like that's where the future is with Storm as sort of like the bellwether like a uh, wrestler there that she'll be able to do anything with it that's what i'm worried about yeah no that's that's fair i think that's fair i thought um, she had a fit there where she was feeding with hater and they just kind of like went away from it right I, I guess i would say that at least they're actively doing some stuff with <laughs> with the division outside of the world champion well, yeah, at least they have something that they think might work <laughs> right like for a long time it was basically just the world title program and that's it nothing else uh, mm-hmm. Which is not a good way to build the division. You have to flesh out these characters outside of challenging for the so title. We're like, okay, let's add a second belt. Oh, yeah. and we'll put it on somebody who never loses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm not trying to say that having Jay or go feuds with old, anyone. <laughs> like Jade going undefeated for this long was not a bad idea. Like Jade is a star. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ridiculously, like uh, talented ridiculous but she's still got a ways to go and uh like maybe there is some come up in for her character that needs to show up eventually yeah you know for more than a year into this reign like how long can you do this you know yeah no i agree um sorry i'm looking at the notes because there's something else uh <laughs> i want to talk about um andrew uh have you watched any of the North South Connections YouTube videos? Uh, I saw one with JT and Aaron George. 
So if you're a listener of our podcast, uh, you may know, you may not know this. Like, I listen through the podcast app on my phone. But on YouTube, uh, North South Connection has been doing some shows, uh, like, with video and stuff like that. And Andrew, we, we, we lamented the fact that we might have to show our faces on the screen at some point. Oh, I'm not afraid of that at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you actually sent me an idea, and I said, oh, that's awesome. I'll do it, too. And one day we are going to do this. It won't be till <laughs> April. Uh, because there's some AEW merchandise I want to talk about. Um, up until let me find the website um you can order by march 15th and get in on the all elite crate andrew uh mystery <laughs> crates for diehard aew fans have you ever gotten one of these crates like loot crates no crates? i know tna i know tna did them a yeah. lot uh, but WWE I, I does um, them uh pro wrestling tees okay. does them uh and there's even like crates for like non-wrestling like comic books and stuff like that, you know. Uh, Have you done one? I want to say... I want to say that I did, like, a video game one for my kids or something when they were younger. Okay. Because I I specifically remember them, like, going through a box of stuff, but I don't remember Mm -hmm. what the crate was. I I do remember one year for Christmas, I I almost signed up my son for... This one is actually pretty cool... It's a, like, snack crate, I think it's what it's called. And each month you get, like, a box of international, like, snacks and, like, candy. Kind of like, he- kind of like HelloFresh or something Yeah, like but, that? like, from candies from around, from other countries and, like, different parts of the world. Like, the oh, can, my God. Like, your local you just gave me a, you just gave me PTSD because before COVID, we went to Disney World. <laughs> they had the different flavors of Coke. Oh. Of co- oh. Yeah, and that's Emily, the worst, bro. First of all, Emily, my wife, is a sweet woman. She's a prankster at heart, and she knew that the nastiest tasting one was the one from Italy. Yes. So she goes, hey, Andrew, I heard the one in Italy tastes great. Oh. <laughs> I go in there and drink it, and I wanted to die. Yeah. It, <laughs> listen, I, I've drank it. It's called Beverly is what it's called. Oh, and it's, it, I wouldn't say it tastes like medicine. It tastes like somebody drank medicine and then had diarrhea, and the medicine came out of their butthole. And that's what you're drinking. <laughs> It is nasty, and some of the other countries weren't far behind. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I was like, man, I'm never moving to Italy. Right, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, different... Hey, different flavors of other delicacies in other countries, I'll go for it. They probably taste good. Sure, yeah. So the All Elite Crate, every crate, so what we what our plan is, and I, I think it's good that we put this on air because it forces us to commit, you know? Yes. Uh, we will do a we live do it YouTube episode, which will also be listenable. And we will each open our crate and reveal our haul. Uh, but okay. if you go on AEW's website, it's alleliteCrate.com. Uh, it tells you what's in every crate. I'm gonna say what's in there, and let's then let's say what we'd like to get. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Yes. So you get two exclusively designed, brand new AEW T-shirts, one autographed eight by ten of an AEW superstar. So you get an autograph. You get one exclusive okay. micro brawler wrestling figure. One exclusive collector's lapel pin. Additional AEW collectibles. A little vague there. Uh, this one's kind of cool. A chance to win two front row seats to AEW Dynamite. Andrew, what if we win? <laughs> Do we go to Dynamite together? <laughs> well, it would, be, it would be somewhere where I can't go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what if we won and we could do our podcast live from the front row of Dynamite? <laughs> yeah, we, li- uh, listen, we have done... Like, we're doing a normal taping tonight. 
We've done one during Dynamite. We've done one immediately after Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, the only thing we haven't done yet is did a show while Dynamite is going on in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're listening and you're a praying person or you believe in sending good vibes, send it all out so that me and Andrew Please can pray do that we win the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we do, you know what that means live from Dynamite. Oh my God, Almighty! Yeah. So, all right. So, and uh, is that the end of it? The potential one? Uh, or is there you more? also get ten percent off your shop AEW.com merchandise order. So that's actually not bad. Ten percent. Ten percent's not bad. So uh, let's go over this. Two AEW okay. shirts. Andrew, what shirts would you? What what uh, what shirts would you like to rock the most? <clears throat> you see, I'm not really. I'll I'll take a Sting shirt. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what design. I'd have to look at them. Um. I would take that, uh, and then when it comes to when it comes to a second one, I'm like I'm not I'm not an awesome T-shirt guy. I don't I guess wear I, a lot of wrestling shirts. They're embarrassing sometimes. No, I, I like to go with the color scheme. I like blue. Okay. I'm trying to think of anything that would have like a blue like like a like um sky blue like a blue one. Andrew, sky know, blue shirt. <laughs> I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people wear the BCC shirt. I'll just take that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel like Danhausen might be the most interesting shirt. Um, he moves merch, man. I know. Uh, I would. I they would. literally did. Can you believe they did a piece on him in the New York Times? It's crazy. Like it's so crazy that this, this goofy character is such a big deal. Yes. Um, I would not be upset if I got like a best friends tie dye shirt. I'm not a tie dye guy, but like, okay, I'd wear it. I think. I think no. I'm. I would try if if there was like a sports entertainer one in the vein of of Jericho. I yeah. might wear that. What's the worst, wear What's that. the worst shirt you could get? Oh, uh, probably probably something involving the House of Black. <laughs> I don't think I would wear that. It's it's like one of one of Malachi Black's the demonic, promos, the demonic stuff. Yeah. yeah, one of his promos written word for word on the back. <laughs> if the enemy of my enemy is my friend, like, <laughs> it's all written on the back. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of any other like super random one I would not want to have. I would not want like I don't know if they're like gonna use like old merch just to get rid of it. Like I would not want like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, or like uh, uh, what's her? What's the girl from America's Top Teen? Paige Van Zant is that her name? Paige Van Zant. Yes. <laughs> Paige Van Zant. I found out what happened to her. She's injured. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that's why she's been out. Uh, right. Also, Wardlow is hurt too. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, that makes me a little less, like, furious. They got nothing for them kind yeah. of thing, you yeah. know, which is what we we're afraid of. Um, America's top team. I, sure. Didn't Miro have that one with the red and the green going on? Uh, it was like, he looked like a comic book character. It sounds familiar, yeah. I, I can't picture it in my brain, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of awesome, I mean, like, Pro Wrestling Tees has helped out with this, too. Like, I was watching an NBA halftime thing where a guy made a free, he won money by making a free throw backwards. Uh-huh. Like, he was, um, he wasn't facing the basket, and he flipped it up, and he made it um, on the first try. He was wearing those, like, like new Vig, uh WrestleMania 17 shirts. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I got you. Uh, I just thought of it, Andrew. I know the shirt that I would want the least. Okay. If I open up my crate and scissor me daddy ass is in there, <laughs> I'm sending it You back. immediately regret it. That yeah. Well, you'd have I to wear it. it. I'm not wearing that shirt. 
<laughs> the acclaimed are wrestling on the dynamite, but they haven't announced an opponent, which makes me think they're gonna be like the, the I don't know. Like the freaking the Iron Savages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Iron Savages. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving down on the on the box, uh, an autograph superstar. Um, I think Brian Danielson would probably be the one. I, no, Sting. I think I'd want Sting's autograph the most because I I would want I would want Sting's autograph. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one I, I would go I would go least, with Sting or Jericho. Jericho would be cool. Uh, the one I would want the least, Marina Shafir. Oh, maybe. <laughs> The, the the worst autograph. Well, it'd be Satnam Singh because <laughs> only because he would like write it so hard. He would like write so far that I can't see the signature. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if you got Sanjay Dutt's autograph, it would be written in pencil so you can accidentally erase it? <laughs> <laughs> and like tiny little things, Sanjay Dutt on the corner. Right. <laughs> like, right. Uh, J- um, Paul Walter Hauser was talking about. Um, was on. J- um, uh, listen, your mileage may vary on James Corden. But uh, the the late night host, but um, he was showing the picture when he got the guitar, the El Cabong, and they had Satnam Singh in the corner. And Cord- James Corden was like fascinated by the size of Satnam Singh. Oh, he's gigantic, I'm gonna t- dude. I'm gonna tell you right now, Satnam Singh is going to get over. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. He's already wrestling in matches. He'll do singles eventually. He will get over. Yep, it I will. Agree. It'll be just like Hook. Yep, I agree. It'll be like a kind of like a freak show type thing, but like not presented as a freak but but he's not the worst he's special not the attraction. Third worst. yeah yes yeah um i think we could skip over guessing what micro brawlers we would want uh, or like pelpin. i have no idea how about I, this i like a powerhouse hops micro brawler that'd be cool how about uh, additional aew collectibles what's a collectible that you would like to get i have a quick answer would be jake hager's hat i'm a i'm a D, i'm a dvd lover so if you give me like a like a dvd it's best of i'll, I'll go with that Oh yeah, that's good. I was I was thinking like joke answers, like Jake Hager's. Oh, cat. like like um, that might be that might be fun. Oh, what about uh, what about that uh, that that uh, that bandana that that Jericho likes to wear on his neck? <laughs> or you open um, the crate and a fireball shoots out at you? <laughs> uh, what what is that? Um, the uh, the Brandon Cutler um, icy hot or the the dermaplast <laughs> that what he about, has? Like, um, uh, Eddie Eddie Kingston's gas can. <laughs> he's, he's gonna set Chris Jericho on fire. Oh well, let me tell you, let me tell you something. If they were selling gas cans. They would sell out of these crates in minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead of an AW crate, it should be I, an AW. By gas the way, can. I'm glad you brought him up. I absolutely hate this angle with the house of black. I hate it. So he turned on Ortiz on Rampage, and no one remembers it because it's like nudged within this angle, and it's going nowhere. And now it looks like Kingston might be turning heel, but nobody cares. Like nobody it has wants no that. nobody wants him to turn heel. No, there's no motivation. Yeah. There's none. It looks like nobody involved gives a shit. Yeah. And yes, that matters. Yeah. It matters if the people don't aren't aren't convinced it's going to work. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Bad bad storyline. Um, rare rare miss. Um, but yeah, that's the AW crate. We'll open one of those in April. Uh, two we're gonna April, do it. Yeah. It is gonna be. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a video portion, and we're. It's gonna. It's gonna get record views. Uh, maybe it'll. It might match what the Royal Rumble did on Peacock. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we'll we'll do the uh, we'll do the reveal. Just we'll do the Chad, big if you're listening. We're, we're, if you guys are listening, we're promising a seven million dollar gate from that episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, I mean, they're, they're going to have to turn them away at the aisles. But um, <laughs> it's, um, 
No, it, that should be fun. I have seen some glimpses of people showing their crate, and there is some cool stuff in there. I, yeah. Wrestling merchandise is so awesome. Like I and I don't mean that in like a, like a markish way. Like you look at some of the toys. Like I'll even oh, yeah. go to Second and Charles or even like Target sometimes. I'll just like look at them. Some of those action figures look really cool. Oh, dude, you that know? was the best part. I'm not an action figure guy either. Yeah, like raising two sons, it was so cool. Like to have an excuse to buy wrestling toys all the time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. Like, but yeah. Yeah, wrestling merch is cool. Um, like I'm sitting here at my desk, and I like I can look over to my left. I've got a Roddy Piper Funko Pop. I've got the Young Bucks. Um, got a Kyler Murray sitting here, actual size <laughs> of Kyler Murray. Does he? Does he have a? <laughs> does he have a torn ACL in that one too? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Clean tear, baby. <laughs> does he have? Does he have like a commemorative clutches? Uh, crutches? Yeah, he's got um, his gaming headset on. I mean, I mean, we can talk about the Super Bowl. I don't care. But um, like, I I wasn't surprised. Oh, with Chiefs Eagles, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only I mean, I don't that, think like, anybody. Was I, I didn't get to watch the games on Sunday, but knowing that had Mahomes had gotten injured the previous week, I was kind of like, oh, the Bengals might pull it off. Um, and they almost did, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a well booked finish. It was a bad. It was you know it's like yeah. it's like WWE. It was a bad. It was a bad game with a great finish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, my Buffalo Bills played the role of Mick Foley. The Bengals were the Rock, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is still cold. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock's got to beat up the level uh, losers. <laughs> I mean, like, listen. I mean, like, if you if you want to, like. Compare the stunner to like Mahomes' wizardry. Uh, it works. It right. works. Oh yeah, but, um, absolutely. <laughs> I think the game will be will have been played by the time we come back. Uh, yeah, it's maybe, not, maybe not. It's not this coming Sunday. It's the Sunday after. So something. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I'll say Eagles. I'll be. I'll say Eagles win. I mean, they've looked really dominant all year when Jalen Hurts is playing. They. They, I don't yes, they did look dominant against the 49ers' fourth-string quarterback. <laughs> right. right. Yes, had, they did look dominant. <laughs> but they've only lost one game all season with Jalen Hurts. Like, he missed a couple games, and they lost both of them. But... Yeah, we, we, beat him, we beat him without him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. But, yeah, that's uh, pretty much where we're at. Uh, I feel like we've kind of covered pretty much all of it. I'm going to bring up the show results. Is there any matches or standouts that you think fans should track down and watch? I, I would say... Bandito... Yeah, Bandito and Brian Danielson had a great match. I um, would say we I've, haven't even mentioned uh-huh. Kushida's appearance. Darby Allen against Kushida. I liked his entrance. His entrance. Uh, oh, so cool. His entrance with the lighting was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they did a great job. Having with that. said that, I don't think you have to go watch the match. It was fine, but it wasn't like oh man, all timer. You know. I I didn't think it was fantastic. There was this one awesome move where I think Darby was trying to do a top rope move and uh, and Kushida got him in an armbar. I, I, that's what I have a memory of. Um, Darby also wrestled Buddy Matthews, but that was not really a good one. No. On Rampage, um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and All Ego Ethan Page had a very nice little match that yeah. went about 12 minutes. Yeah, and we already mentioned Jamie Hayter and Emi Sakura. Probably the best match of the last two weeks. Yeah, I, um, I loved it. Um, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal had an awesome match. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they weren't... I mean, it, it, was, it was low on drama... Because you could tell it was more of an exhibition, but then again, somebody did an elbow through a table. <laughs> right. So, like, right, exactly. there was some physicality involved. Yeah, it's it's one of those matches that, like, if you're star rating it, it's going to 
fall behind a lot of stuff, but it's also special uh, that I think it's worth tracking down, you know. Especially yeah, if you're not I... like a Briscoe's person and you want to know what the Briscoe's are all about, Mark captures the character very, very well. And, and also, I think I already mentioned it, when they went to Universal Studios, Dr. Britt Baker and Billy Starks had a very nice match. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw her again. All right, cool, man. Awesome. Uh, we've got some questions. Last episode, we kind of didn't have our questions, Andrew. And I no, it, it was kind of it was an uneven show because we yeah. had just found out about the Jay Briscoe news, and it was kind of like it kind of messed up everything. Yeah, like yeah. hey, we're super sad. Let's be stupid, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, no, it's time to be stupid again. Yeah, let, let's get stupid. <laughs> uh, we've got some questions, <laughs> although I I don't normally read them ahead of time. I did read a couple of them. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Andrew. First question is: When you were a kid. Would you rather be put on timeout, as Stokely Hathaway has said, or have a family meeting, as Daddy Ass Billy Gunn said? Oh, timeout. So, yeah, family meeting is a big deal, man. <laughs> well, not only that, you can't leave. Like, you need to say something. Like, right. you're not just going to get out just being silent the whole time. Right, I agree. Yeah, timeout. I had um, I had three siblings, and when my dad put us in, in on the couch... It was bad news. Yep. It was yeah. bad news. And I, I especially don't think I'd want a family meeting if my dad was called Daddy Ass either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, um, who did Steve Hathaway say that? I think he said that about Matt Hardy because they're still doing this yeah, thing this where weird Matt Hardy Matt, thing with Matt is, it's, we, they're kind of evolving it. So Matt is sort of like either being overtly supportive of all ego condescendingly or he's trying to buy into it because he knows he can't get out of the contract. Yeah, if, or, if anyone doesn't know, All Ego owns the contract of Matt Hardy, so he basically and private owns Matt Hardy. Yeah, oh, and private yeah, Hardy and they're too. and they're kind of focusing on Isaiah Cassie because legitimately Mark Quinn got injured. Yeah, so he's out. Yeah, uh, and then the other one about a family meeting had to do with the the acclaimed Gun Club thing. I will say this about the Gun Club: their promos are getting better. Yeah, they're not bad. I don't really want to see them feud with the acclaimed again which seems like might be where we're going but it seems like whenever they feud with someone it's for like two weeks and then it's done yeah yeah well i think the the ftr thing's weird i mean we can rampantly speculate about maybe they have some plans or maybe they might be thinking about finishing up their contract in april and not this and they want to leverage themselves to get a bigger deal so they're not wanting to like wrestle and get hurt but the thing is that i I think it felt really sudden that they just sort of yanked them from the gun club all of a sudden. Yeah, it did. Um, they they dropped the Ring of Honor titles. They dropped the IWGB titles. Did they drop the AAA titles? They did drop the AAA titles because it was won by Dragon Lee, I believe. Oh, and then okay. he had to drop it. Then he had to drop it because he was leaving the promotion and he signed with NXT. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotcha. But, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Andrew, since we talked about it for a little bit, what's your favorite Royal Rumble match ever? 1992, hands down, game over. There's great ones. I thought the two that we had just recently were very nice. Like, um, in general, I thought the fact that Gunther was in it throughout for the men's was great. I thought the fact that Rhea lasted the whole way and dominated was great. So, you I know, the women's one was a little more dull than the guys. Okay. Uh, I will say this about the women's match, though. I mean, we're year, like, 35 of the Royal Rumble. And they had a really creative finish, which is hard to do now. Yeah, uh, where and all I was, three I was legitimately surprised. Yeah. 
Yes, I was legitimately surprised that Liv was in it. I just thought Gunther was awesome in that yeah. Royal Rumble. You I just thought he was great. What, you know what I think is funny that they, they announce is that like, Rhea Ripley won, and she was number one, and she set the record for the most time in a Royal Rumble. But Liv Morgan was number two, and she finished second, so she literally was in the match for just the same amount of time. <laughs> But um, for those, I mean, listen. Anyone who's listening as a wrestling fan, they know this. That was the one where Ric Flair won the title. It yes. is yes. Me, me, and my friend Ryan were talking about this. It's probably my favorite match of all time. Like, I mean, not the greatest because it's, it's like favorite. it's like five matches in one. Do you know not what only I mean? that, it's all those territory all stars who were in the WWF at that time, like Harry Von Erich and Greg Valentine. And oh, when they, Roddy Piper comes out, I, man. They're all just going after the flair. And then Hogan comes in and The Undertaker comes in. And then just for entertainment's sake, Shawn Mike, a young pup, Shawn Michaels is in it. You and know, the only, of the whole thing is Bobby Heenan. <laughs> yes, the commentary, that is his masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, he's had a few, but that is his master class of heel announcing. And 2001, which was in New Orleans, that Austin one where yeah. Kane eliminated so many people, yeah. that's an incredible Royal <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is an incredibly good um, Royal Rumble. I would say, if I had to say one outside of those... I know it's not talked about much anymore, and I understand it, but I thought the, the 2004 where Benoit won was a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I wouldn't endorse watching that one again. Whatever. Screw the guy. You know? um, if, if I had to like just kind of go on the random, I thought 05, which had that weird Cena, the Batista, Cena, Batista double, quad I thought, was a, I thought that was a really good Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember really thinking the 2000 Rumble was fun. Mm-hmm. The, the one in the guard where Kai and Ty were yeah, talking Kai like... Kai and Ty like, got replayed a million times and like Rikishi and Too Cool danced in the middle of it. And yes, the Rock and Roadhog is like grabbing the bottom rope half the time. Yep, yep, yeah, the Rock wins and just, I mean, Royal Rumble 2000 is a great show, top to, top to bottom, but yes. Anyways, uh, next question. Is it time for Britt Baker to start wearing a face mask a la Rip Hamilton after suffering another bloody nose on Dark Against... How Billy many stuff. times has Britt Baker gotten a bloody nose? She is the female John Moxley, Andrew. <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, like, like, listen, I know the weather's changing and it messes up my sinuses. I know it's doing it to me. Like, I'll wake up with a bloody nose sometimes. Right. I pro- and I promise it's not for other reasons. But, um... <laughs> But for um, but for Britt Baker, like I think it was, I think it's just bad timing. Yeah. She even did a crazy spot where she was in like the electric chair. Um, when when Starks had her on the uh the shoulders, she took her blood and wiped it on her forehead. Gross. Like on Starks' forehead to Gross. distract her. It was so cool. It was just weird. But um, yeah, she just I just noticed because like, people don't remember this. Um, during Daly's place, the people remembered. Britt Baker and the blood, not necessarily because of the lights out match with Thunder Rosa, which she's now known for, but she also wrestled a Karoshita and she busted her nose really, really bad. And she had like all like all the blood went down from her nose into her mouth. And like when she smiled, all of her teeth were red. Like it was so nasty. And that was during quarantine. Like that was in the very early part of Daly's place. So like this has happened, and then Grand Slam when Soraya debuted, she had a bloody nose. Like yep. something's going on there. I, I know that there was a that Britt was supposed to be the three way with Storm and Nightingale, and, and she was a late scratch. Um, or wait, no, was it Storm and who else? Was it Storm and Nightingale, or was it Storm uh, and? Uh, 
Pro. I don't know. I'd have I to forgot. Look. Oh, yeah. it was Ruby. It was Ruby Soho. That's why I forgot. But uh, <laughs> Ruby Soho. So it was supposed to be a three-way with Ruby, Britt, and Tony. Britt was a late scratch. I think it was because she messed up her nose. Uh, to answer the question, though, I don't think she should wear the Rip Hamilton mask. I think she should wear the 1996 Undertaker mask. Oh, God, the one after Mabel <laughs> yeah. crushed his face? Yeah, or or a Luchasaurus mask. <laughs> Did you read that Luchasaurus's mask that someone filed a trademark lawsuit against? No. The design of the mask? Yeah, I don't know who it was, but, like, this is the first time ever that Dario something involved... Dario wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's first time ever I ever heard something involving Luchasaurus that says, that's our idea, you stole it from us. That's our dinosaur. <laughs> I'm the Lucha dinosaur, not you. <laughs> oh, wrestling. I love it. Uh, br- uh, next question is, which one of the Adams has a bigger axe to grind? Is it Adam Cole coming back from injury? Adam Page uh, flirting with turning heel? Or Wednesday Adams, who is... Uh, Tried to be murdered in the Netflix series Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the thing about Hangman, I, I would say Hangman. Yeah. You know, because it, it feels like he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Like, he always feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, Wednesday's got her dance. Yeah. She has her ability to, like, have fun without people, without giving a shit what people think. Right. Adam Cole is beloved across the board. Like, the, the babyface heel, the babyface runs coming. Um, they haven't, we haven't talked about him much at all, because outside of a promo he cut talking about Jay Briscoe. Yeah, haven't seen. I think they're hasn't really, yeah. yeah, but... Clearly, he's going to be a baby face, and yeah. he's a, just a, like I don't feel like he has a reason to like hate anybody. I'm sure Adam Cole can be put in a program really, really quickly. In fact, come to think of it, what if Adam Cole is is going to be like the next one to feud with Darby Allen? That could work. Like that could be something where you can fit them in, and yeah. I can legitimately believe that Adam will win the title off of him. But, yeah, you know, that's just an idea. Yeah. But then that's face versus face because I'm going to be honest, since he's been gone for so long, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, no, one's not gonna boo him. no one's not going to boo Adam Cole. Yeah. Hangman Page, they're ready to boo him. Like, I can I see. Mean, maybe I was getting that feeling. I was getting the feeling watching that Yuta match. Like, man, crowd don't like him anymore. Maybe you pair know? those two up and uh, play into the concussion and have Hangman Page hit him with the lariat that concussed him and mm-hmm. tell that he concussed Adam Cole. I don't know. And and do the uh, and do like the kind of like the slow turn or the the double turn, you know. Yeah. So, but um, uh, but no. Let me ask you this: if you, if someone if I showed you the one dance, could you do it? Uh, I've seen it. It doesn't seem like it requires a lot of skill, so probably. No, it, uh, listen. The song I can't. I mean, my I just body. Read my body is Pugsley. My heart is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this age where, when something is put on a like a very popular show, it gets like a lot of traction. Yeah, that song. Yeah. that's one of those Joy Division mod songs. I've heard all of them. Like in, like it. Like what I'm saying is like the dance is weird, but like I've seen all those movements before, so it would just be a matter of timing. Um. Did you read that one about the fact that Linda Ronstadt had her song played for The Last of Us and now it was like number one in Billboard? For I did. Number one I saw not- that uh, just today, actually. Right, I, yeah. I haven't so watched like- that episode because uh, it's the most recent episode, but yeah, 
I am watching that show. Are you? Oh, wait a minute. I just have breaking news. Linda Ronstead is now the main theme for AEW Dynamite. (laughs) Wait, breaking news. Linda Ronstead alive? (laughs) (laughs) I always heard the story that she dated Jim Carrey. That's all I ever remember. Linda Ronstead. Um, To answer the question, I would say that um, there's one Adam. uh, Everything he does, he does it for you. And it's Brian Adams. So he definitely got an X grind. He's done everything for you, Andrew. <laughs> Including our wedding dance song. Yeah. Oh, but, really? Um, was, it, was it everything yes. I do, I do it for you? It was, it was everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, probably better than cuts like a knife. For your oh, yeah. Dance. That would have been worse. Or, uh, or have you ever really loved a woman? <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, in, like, in terms of, like, who's the biggest heel of this three clearly hangman page right now like that's where he's headed yeah uh i think i don't want to say he's gonna spiced i don't want to say he's gonna be that kind of i think it depends you know maybe he could be the guy that beats darby because yeah he could really give him a beating you know yeah like lead that one excuse me into nothing yeah yeah that could be pretty good um this is a good question Time Warner Discovery has drawn the ire of some viewers for deleting entire series from the yes. HBO Max library with no other landing spot for those programs. Andrew, if you could erase from memory or delete anything from pro wrestling, but only one thing, what would it be? And I will, I will, cav- I will explain this. You could delete an entire storyline, a person, okay. a pay-per-view. <laughs> a person. <match>. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're just snapping the finger. Yeah, right? Um, man, JBL. Okay, that's fair. JBL in general. Yeah. Locker room bully, overrated champion, goodbye. Yeah. Um, gosh, who would, I, who would I delete from history? Uh, my brain is going to WCW. Okay. Jeez, um, I should have thought about this more. If I could erase from memory or delete anything from pro wrestling but only one... What would it be? With no hope of it resurfacing. Right. Um, it doesn't get the Jim Cornette five-year rule. Oh, duh. Vince Russo. Yeah, okay. Vince Russo's gone. That's actually a fair answer. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, like, I was trying to think, how could I erase, like, the last at, at two the years end, of WCW but keep the day, At the end of the day, as much as he entertained me in some ways, even when he was booking WCW, he did more harm than good. Yeah, to the running business. Yeah, because bastardized the value of a match, yep. a winner, and a champion. And still to this day, there are people who celebrate him, like he did something special. <sighs> the internet's a weird place. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that story has to do with the fact that um, Time Warner Discovery basically had like these shows that I don't know all the names of the shows, but they basically were like, yeah, that's not happening. Right. You know, they, like, totally retconned it. Right. Like, there was just a... I just read that uh, James Gunn, who's going to be running the DC movie universe or the the entertainment universe, he's basically like, yeah, we're going to redo everything. No Henry Cavill, no Dwayne Johnson. Ugh, we're not wow. even bringing back Robert Pattinson, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're, they're going to, like, redo everything. You That's know? a bummer. And I thought Robert Pattinson Batman was really good. He is coming back for the Batman 2, but they're putting it into... This is complicated, but they're putting it into a portion of the universe called Elseworlds, which is what, like, other iterations of those characters would be. 
like a multi type of thing. So the Batman will remain, but he's kind of separate from the rest of it. It's basically an excuse to say, hey, you can have your Oscar-worthy performance and not have to do these silly team-up movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's yeah. all it means. It's kind of sad. MCU started in 2008, was that when Iron yes. Man 1 came out? And we are in yes. year, like, 15 now, and it's still yeah. coming along. Whereas DC what? is and, like, uh, let's try again. <laughs> and guess what? Angela Bassett is going to win an Oscar for Black Panther. Yeah. Yep. So they're gonna have an Oscar in their in their uh in their grips too. Yep. Um Oh hang on, I just lost the questions. Let me go back to it. Alright, back to Dark <laughs> There's something about Dark Elevation. Uh <clears throat> okay, slowing down. Dark Elevation just held its one hundredth episode, Andrew. Do you believe it will reach the two hundred episode milestone in its current form, meaning uh, as a YouTube show? Um, as a YouTube show, yes. As Dark Elevation, no. Okay. I think Dark will remain. Like, whatever version that is, whether they tape it at Universal Studios, whether they, um, just do, like, randomness before other shows, uh, and, and they have jobber matches, that will remain. Elevation, I think, will turn into something different. I don't think they're going to have that name. I think it's going to be, I don't know, Ring of Honor or, um... Okay. Or all women's wrestling. Yeah. I, I don't know. AEW They're gonna have instead of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the cons all women elite. <laughs> all women elite. Yeah. AWE. That's good. But um, and, and that's awe. That'd be awe. And uh, if you say it out loud. Oh yeah, all women's but, wrestling. Oh, all women. Aww. Um, I just don't think elevation would be in its the way it's like. Put together now, I think it will be different once we get because that's about two years from now. I, I would say it's going to be different. Yeah, that'll also be years. by the time we get to the new television contract, and they'll have new machinations. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the big thing is the new TV contract. We'll, we'll see where we're going with. Obviously, Dynamite and Rampage will probably stick around. Rampage maybe gets a second hour. I don't really I, know. I'm, listen, I don't look at the hits and the numbers, but to be quite honest with you, Jordan, just as me as an avid AEW watcher, Elevation is the last one I watch. I'm going to be quite honest. Yep. Yeah, it's you, you. You don't have to watch anyway. That's why you know, I like. I like dark because it's laid back. Yeah, you just. It's kind of like the way on Saturday mornings that you just flipped on pro wrestling or challenge, and it was just like, you know, kind of like I'm still trying to wake up, but at least wrestling's on. Whereas with elevation, it's like, why are we? This is so stupid. Right. Like, right. like maybe once a maybe once in a while you'll see a really good match, but it's rare. I'll just put it, because you're in front of a crowd and you're in a time crunch because you're going up because the best wrestling program in America is coming up next. You know, it's hard to right. top. Right. You yeah, know. I agree. Um, one more question and we'll get out of here. There's more okay. on our sheet, but we'll get to those next week. Uh, Andrew, uh, Ethan Page used a, a term uh, while doing chops of the chest of Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Rampage. Should the term slapping tits become popular in pro wrestling? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I heard him say that. And I'm like, did he really just say that? Like, <laughs> I sound like Booker T. Don't so, tell me he just said there's that. There's a million reasons why it shouldn't. And yet when I read the question, all I went to was the video of Big East talking about two big men. Slapping meat. meat. Yeah, slapping meat. <laughs> that was the Goldberg thing during the podcast. Yes, yeah, Goldberg versus Goldberg versus Goldberg. <laughs> Man, I got I love. I, now I'm thinking about Biggie. Yeah. I I pray, dude. 
even if we don't get Sami Zayn in the main event of WrestleMania, if it means like in the karma rankings, it means that instead we get Biggie back wrestling. I'll take it. Right. I'll right. I'll do it. I'll sacrifice it because I just want him to wrestle. Again. That, and it's, and I think Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods need him back too. You know, he, like, they're NXT Tag Team Champions. Of course they want him back. <laughs> uh, did you see? Well, obviously you saw it, but Kofi's big. Uh, crazy elimination save moment failed miserably dude, dude like I, I like i remember when um i remember when matt Seidel. now listen matt Seidel's still wrestling for aw he's sort of like a coach now and he does matches on dark and stuff and he, he's a veteran he did he's done it all mm-hmm. but um I remember when he debuted in AEW, and he did. He tried to do his oh, shooting he, star. Yeah, he failed. Totally missed it. Yep. Like, that's what it felt like for Kofi. It's like, this is the one thing you're known for, and you blew it again. You know? Ugh, gosh. Brutal. Yeah, that's, that was tough. Um, I love Kofi Kingston. But the other thing, too, if you watched it, it looked like it. Listen. I'm not saying I have experience jumping, on it, jumping from one station to a chair, but... Okay, I've done it before and I fell, but um, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts a lot. Right. So, like, I was also worried that on a stupid stuff, not like that, that Kofi legitimately hurt himself. No, no, that's fair. Um, all I'll say is this: uh, you don't run the risk of those type of injuries when all you're doing is slapping tits, Andrew. Well, that was the match between Jack Perry and Ethan Page that I thought was really good. Like, Ethan Page is so entertaining. I love trolling Matt Hardy by playing his song and dancing to it. Yeah, he's good, man. He's he's a guy that I feel like... Such an obnoxious dick. They they still use him, but yet I feel like he's not used enough. I I don't know. I I, I feel like he's just trying to make his own of the angle that he has. And sometimes that's the list. That's what Chris Jericho did in WCW. Like on a, on a, on a, on a time and win with it, you know? Yeah. uh, Chris Jericho said that in an interview when he was talking, I I think Britt Baker made the most of this at Daly's place. Like whatever you, whatever time you get for your segment, that's your time. Right. Like, because there's no guarantees you're going to get, you might get five minutes today, you might get ten tomorrow, you might get zero. Just make the most of your time. And I'm not trying to make excuses for, like, why people don't get time and get pushed. Like, I hate the fact Miro doesn't have anything. I hate it. Right. I wish he would wrestle. I agree. You know, regardless of disagreements with politics and, oh, am I going to look good in this angle, I wish he would just be in the ring wrestling because I enjoy him. You know, and yep. the fact that he's not sucks. The fact that CM Punk is, quote, on ice sucks. You know, like, I wish he would be there, and we didn't have politics in the way, but them's the breaks. Yep. I agree. No, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to wrap it up, is that, um, you know, slapping tits ain't for everybody. <laughs> but, you know, when you only get a few minutes, you got to make it mar- make your mark. I mean, even as goofy as that sounds, like, that's something that you took away from that episode, where, you know, some guys just go out there and don't really know how to, like, get themselves over, so to speak. And Right. You know, Ethan Like, Page, they... they, they they don't have the opportunity, or they just don't know what to do with the opportunity. Exactly. That's the worst one. Exactly. That's the worst one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think Ethan Page is a guy that knows I've got this amount of time, I've got to make it uh, maximize everything I can there. And that's really all you can ask. So, um, yeah, that's about it for for this week. Um, Andrew, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We're still a month out from uh, Revolution. I think mm-hmm. two weeks from now we'll we'll at least have a couple matches. Like I think, I think we'll get Keith Lee and Swerve. Maybe Keith Lee will be back by then. 
Darby Allen's opponent will be determined yeah. by then. I was just going to say the acclaimed will know who they're facing by then. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, it, it's just a lot of speculation. I. It's weird, you know, with WWE, we're so used to every month, every month, every month, and so like with AEW, it's like every quarter basically, and so. It, they do go through some of these lulls where it's like, hey, our big show is not for seven more weeks, so we've got to slow right. this down. But here's uh, the weird part about WWE, like, and not to begrudge them too much, but like, even though there's a lot of things that they do that seem like they ride it out of, by the seat of their pants, there's this like sense of like, this is the plan, we're sticking with the plan. Yeah. And AEW, despite the fact that they their tentpole shows are further apart, they at least have the sensibility of knowing that if fans like something, just fucking go with it. Right. You know? Well, and like, if it leads to somewhere for the next pay-per-view in a few months, even better. Yep. You know? I, I think when the acclaimed faced off against Swerve and Our Glory back at All Out... That wasn't the plan. Yep. Like, I, I, think, I don't think that they were going to get that title... And then the fans just went nuclear for him, and they said, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta, yeah. we gotta do this." And, so. and the crowds—I feel like the crowds have been pretty good. I thought the one in Lexington was solid. Yep. You know, I, it was Rupp Arena. You know, um, Dayton, first time there, but they've been in Ohio before. El Paso and Laredo—they had been in Texas before, but they haven't been to those towns before. Um, and then, um, then Phoenix, Arizona, and San Francisco. They did announce um, more recent, the, the later ones, that in April they're going to be in Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. But they've been there before. Mm, okay. Milwaukee. Steve Willie's going to make his debut in an AEW <laughs> ring. Calling it out. That's who I want in my crate, Andrew. I want a Steve Willie shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, the conscience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, it's a good time to, to get out. Um, we can we can call it a night and uh, – if you're still listening with us, almost two hours in, we appreciate you giving us uh, your ear for a couple hours. Uh, I would suggest you subscribe to North South Connection feed. If we're the only show you listen to, you're missing out. Uh, we're the only AEW show on the podcast, but on every other Friday that we're not, uh, there's Close Lines and Headlines where they talk about WWE. And they don't just talk WWE. They talk a lot of different uh, things. They talk about New Japan and the indies and stuff we delve a little bit into that but they've got a bigger crew of guys so they can hit more topics than we do uh we're staying in our wheelhouse uh we talk about slapping tits and brit baker's <laughs> bloody nose bloody noses <laughs> but you know what like our good friend boris johnson said stick with what you know best jabronis <laughs> as boris johnson once said is that leather <laughs> see travis kelsey in his uh, celebration call out the beers I did not see that, but I just see um, I just see the one where he's called it Burrowhead My Ass. Yeah, because the mayor of Cincinnati did like a proclamation. And so he said, this one's for the mayor of Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> all I would say is that when their football days are done, Kelsey Brothers have a bright break. Oh, my God.
Thank you. 